Hello and welcome to The Crumb, a podcast from Bake From Scratch magazine. We're here to talk baking in all forms, the people, the culture, and the baked goods that make us run to preheat our oven. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Crumb. I'm Brian Hart Hoffman, the editor-in-chief of Bake From Scratch magazine. And I'm Kyle Grace Mills, the associate editor of Bake From Scratch magazine. We are so excited about this first of 12 in a special series um, of episodes of The Crumb in partnership with Bob's Red Mill for our brand new program, our Better Baking Academy. This is... I'm so excited about the program because we're finally digging in on this like fundamentals of baking and tutorials and videos and we're doing so much and I can't wait to share more with everyone throughout the year as we dive in on this Better Baking Academy. I, you know, we we teamed up with Bob's Red Mill. They're known for their superior artisan flour uh, since 1978. And we're launching this unique monthly program that taps into all of the best baking information from building blocks to expert knowledge that comes from seasoned professionals. We've created a digital module that's printer-friendly on the website that comes complete with recipes, tutorials, tips, and as always, that gorgeous, helpful photography that we are known for. But this program is also much more than a printout. Uh, We'll be posting Instagram TV videos featuring Brian and the Bake From Scratch uh, test kitchen professional, Laura Crandall. And we're doing giveaways. Like, let's also celebrate the big part of this is not only are we bringing education, we're doing giveaways so that you can get your hands on the amazing products that are produced in Portland, Oregon by the team at Bob's Red Mill. And... We've teamed up with 12 amazing baking bloggers, and they're going to add their own creative spin to each of our 12 modules, and then they're going to join us on The Crumb. So today, well, I'll wait. I'll talk about the guest in just a minute. Um, Yeah, basically, it's a fully immersive baking bonanza, and you can sign up for it anytime on our website, bakefromscratch.com. We have a banner that says the Better Baking Academy. You can click on it. You just need to put in your email, and you're going to get all this amazing stuff delivered straight to your inbox. Okay, so now's the time. To usher in the first of these 12 episodes, we are so excited to have Zoe Francois back on the crumb. She's already had a guest episode with us, but now we're diving in deeper. She is a baking expert and cookbook author who's no stranger to the show to bake from scratch or even better, bread dough. Zoe will be creating her own recipe inspired by our very first module, your do it all dough. Before we talk to Zoe, though, I want to spend a little time talking about this recipe and where we really wanted to start the year of baking education, tips, tricks. And, and you know, I, I have fallen in love with some of these, like, do-it-all recipes. And I think if you're learning a basic bread dough, it's amazing to kick things off with this, you know, do it all dough where you can go from sweet to savory. You can be creative in your shaping. You can be creative in your flavor profiles. And I would say once you learn this dough and your confidence is built 
then you can take on even more in the bread baking world if you fall in love with it the way that I have. Right. And it's all about expanding your creativity and getting, once you get confident, you know, you can start playing with it. And with these doughs that allow you to just master the basics, you can start thinking about, well, you know, this has an almond filling, but I'd actually like to start playing with Nutella or I'd like to start doing something with butter pecan. And it's just an interesting way to kind of expand your baking repertoire and bring you and your personal taste into the process so for me you know i i always skew to the sweeter side of things i think it's just my natural inclination if i'm making a bread dough i'm automatically thinking about sweet rolls so when we did the do it all dough you know plans we were not doing cinnamon rolls let me just like kick that off by saying we're not doing maybe what's the most expected but we did a really delicious sweet almond cream filling that it allows another highlight of an you know bob's red mill has been so instrumental in bringing gluten-free and alternative flours to the baking industry so for that you know they have such a great reputation and their almond flour is amazing so we use the almond flour in this sweet almond cream filling and it is it's delicious like i you know I, I've, I've already thought of the 10 different ways I'm going to take this sweet almond cream and use it in babka, in a, like a wreath bread, and a pull-apart. Like, it's just going to lend itself to so many creative things in the kitchen. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a gorgeous, like, frangipan-like filling. It really, I mean, you could eat it by itself. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> um, I'm, I lean toward the savory just because I like the customizable element to, you know, you make an herb butter to brush these um, herb uh, butter clover rolls that we uh, clover rolls we do and I you can put thyme or rosemary but it's whatever's in your herb garden at the time and I like that kind of seasonality so like it can kind of skew winter it can kind of skew spring if you whatever's in your pantry plus you know I like the idea of making a cute little clover it's got like a pull apart but in one roll and it makes it so tender like when you pull it apart and you see that amazing like gluten structure and it's just it's so feathery on the inside it's beautiful yeah, and then, you know, my brain says, okay, I'll make this recipe and I'm going to divide the dough in half. And then I'm going to make a small portion of the sweet rolls and a small portion of the savory exactly. rolls and really let it be morning to night, like the perfect dough that, that, you know, sees you through a weekend brunch and then a dinner party you may or may not be hosting. I could spend all day talking about this amazing bread dough, but I don't want to spoil all of the conversation. So I think it's time that we talk with Zoe and welcome her back to The Crumb. Hey, Zoe. We're so excited to have you as our first guest on the Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill version of The Crumb. I'm so thrilled. Thank you. Yeah, we're happy you're back on The Crumb, but this cool program brings you back in a whole different way way for us to talk about bread and and do it all do it all dough and and just how cool this program is for us to be working with with you but teaching so many of the baking basics to Mm -hmm. an audience of people that want to improve their skills and how to get confidence in the kitchen and we can't think of a better way to start than with this versatile (laughs) do it all dough so once you learn how to do it it can Mm -hmm. take you from sweet to savory to dinner rolls to anything in between and now we want to tap your brain and find out what you think makes or breaks a dough that can be flexible either sweet or savory 
Yeah, I mean, uh, this is obviously something I'm super passionate about. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think, you know, my the method that we wrote about in our books, the, the Bread and Five books, is all about this because we wanted people to have, you know, a dough that they could do so many different things with. Because we knew that people were a little bit intimidated by this whole process. I feel like people have come a long way with bread baking since we started. But we wanted to make sure that it was super versatile so that you know, you make up this batch of dough and you could do just like you're saying, you could do cinnamon rolls or even pizza with the same exact dough. So I love this concept because I just think it'll, you know, help people get into baking bread and, you know, having one dough that they can do everything with, I think is just the bomb. And even for some of us that are experienced bakers, we just want to turn back to that like little blanket that's cozy and warm recipe yeah. that's easy. You you've made it a million times and it's it's a it's a nice like old faithful. But Absolutely. I even think for newcomers to the kitchen or bakers that are looking to expand into the bread side of the world Mm -hmm. you know make this a few times take it savory take it sweet you might mess up a few times but i i always want people to get back in there do it again do it again do it again and then that confidence that comes from all right today i'm gonna make this into a babka and like you said a pizza just a cinnamon roll like all the things we crave all the things yeah all the things absolutely so when you first saw the do it all dough, what first yeah. came to mind? You know, would you go, were you inspired to go sweet or savory? You know, and what recipes are you inspired to make using it? Well, I, I have to say it was a little bit of a flood because I went like immediately, probably within the first few seconds from donuts to pizza. Yeah. I mean, it was like, <laughs> seriously, it was just like all over the place because it's, you know, it's a really... I don't know if this is a sexy word, but it's like, it's almost like a neutral dough. Like you could do absolutely anything with it. You could add, you know, like you were saying, like a layer of Nutella or jam and roll it up and make like a babka swirl out of it. Or you can press it into a sheet pan, top it with onions and poppy seeds and make what's called a pretzel, which is this old fashioned, it's, you know what a bialy is, right? It has yeah. that sort of onion poppy seed. Well, this is in a sheet form and it's this old fashioned sort of Jewish thing. And Oh, it's so good. But I was thinking this dough would go in any of those directions. So, and that's for us. My brain's been doing the same thing. Like even yeah. even when we did the the sweet almond cream filling, I was already thinking of putting dried <laughs> fruit in there and then yeah. adding you know extract to the filling to take it even you know more in yeah. another direction. And I just thought okay, I'm going to do this so often in so many different ways that it really will become that like back pocket bread recipe that you just can't stop thinking of the ways to to work with it. Yeah. And and just like that, I mean, just adding zest to it, like orange zest and a little bit of almond extract and dried fruit. And you've got yourself like an Easter bread with this. So, you know, it's really all over the place. You could go anywhere with this dough. 
And so when creating bread, you know, most people immediately assume that we're going to be reaching for that bag of bread flour that has the higher protein content. But for this recipe, we went to Bob's Red Mill organic all-purpose flour. Uh Again, it's another staple that everyone should have a bag of that AP flour in their baking pantry. And then, you know, I turn to you and say, what are some of the benefits of using all-purpose flour rather than bread flour in a dough recipe? Well, I mean, I I completely agree with you. When we set out to create doughs that were going to be easy for people to make, we wanted exactly that. We wanted things that everybody was familiar with. We didn't want them to have to run out and buy a bunch of different flours that they'd never worked with before. All purpose is in everybody's pantry. You know, you have a bag of that Bob's Red Mill and you can make cookies or this bread with it. And I think for that reason alone, using all purpose is just fantastic. It's gonna be slightly more tender um, because it doesn't have that really, really high gluten content. And the gluten is, you know, when you add in, when you add water to flour, you get that beautiful stretch. But you can get an equal amount of stretch with an all-purpose flour. It really comes down to hydration you know if you have building up that gluten out of it so i don't think people need to use a bread flour to make bread i mean in our first book we didn't even have bread flour in the book (laughs) right so you know really because we wanted it to be so accessible to people yeah and speaking kind of the hydration you know this is an enriched dough um, which mm-hmm. means that it's got that fat that egg you know all that good stuff you want to make it richer and have good like buttery flavors to it so do you have any enriched dough making tips that you can throw our way well okay so there's so many ways to go with this because you know, as you know, with our method, we were basically a dump and stir. So you dump everything into a bucket, you stir it up. Our doughs were are very high hydration. So this dough that you've created is almost like in the middle. You know, it's it's you heat up the butter, which is exactly what we did instead of adding, you know, because like a typical brioche dough, you would mix the dough and then you add the butter that has to be just the right temperature, room temperature, not too soft, not too hard. And you add it in tiny little chunks and it can take, I had one recipe that took 45 minutes of kneading. And I mean, who has the time for that anymore? So I find this method, this recipe that you created, you melt the butter, you heat up the milk, you pour it all into the dough, super fast, super easy. Um, So I think for busy people, this is just sort of the rock star dough to go to. um, And it'll fit into everybody's time frame. Yeah, it actually comes together so quickly. And you've got baked goods in no time. So speaking of time, this is another, like we get a lot of questions from our audience and you could not live in a more appropriate place for us to talk (laughs) about this. You're in Minneapolis and it's pretty cold there in the wintertime. So what are some tips or your favorite ways to proof Mm -hmm. dough, even Mm -hmm. when battling a cold kitchen or the weather outside just seems to be affecting the, the process? Do you have a special spot where you keep it? What's the ideal temperature? So 
tell us how you get that bread to rise in sub freezing temperatures <laughs> well it's a perfect time to be talking about it because it was minus seven degrees yesterday oh I'm goodness baking bread um and you know i happen to have a sauna in my basement i don't use it <laughs> <laughs> i thought if you are telling us that everyone get your sauna ready you need to proof your day yeah there. forget a wine cellar get a sauna in your basement honestly but uh, but as you were saying that i'm thinking oh I've never tried making, <laughs> proofing my bread in the sauna. It's ex- like, what a perfect place. So after this call, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, typically what I'll do in the dead of winter when it is a little bit chilly in here is I just put it in the oven with the light on. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. Really, you know, that's really enough. I happen to like a slow ferment, so it's fine for me. But if I'm in a rush and I need this thing to rise and it's sort of taking its time and, you know, not really working with my schedule, I will throw it into the oven, not with the oven on, but just with the light on. And that's just enough warmth um, to activate that yeast and to get a nice rise a little bit quicker. Otherwise, I just let it take its time. I really don't mind that slow um, rise. But like I said, if you're in a hurry and you need to you know, rush this up a little bit, um, that's my go-to. I think, I think it's a good tip too and a great talking point to remind everyone that in recipes, we give a guideline that it should you know, proof for about an hour or until doubled in size. It mm-hmm. really is the sign of the rise that we're looking for, not the time. And temperature yes. and environment can affect that. Even yes. here in Alabama, where our winters, you know, we don't get minus seven, but we get pretty cold. <laughs> and in my home, it gets pretty cold in the kitchen. I will yeah. turn on the dryer in my laundry area and mm-hmm. just get the room warmer after having the dryer on. And then I'll put the bowl near that warm area just so it's in an environment that's warmer than other parts of my home yeah and i'm insanely cheap and i will not turn on my thermostat (laughs) but i have a space heater and so what i'll do is i'll put the dough i'll set it to 75 on the space heater get it up to that degree and it proves just like it's a hot day in i i don't know you know if that if anybody's got a space heater but if you do See it's these sad. kitchen hacks. This is how we <laughs> yeah, do it. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've proofed our dough. And then the next step is you are wanting to put a instant color and shine on it. And the best way to do that is do an egg wash. And we want to dive into your egg wash preferences. You know, yolk yeah. or just whole egg. Do you cut it with milk or water? Do you like to use butter or some other dairy? Well, I, I have to say it really depends on what I'm making. So if I'm doing like a baguette... I'll just do an egg white so I get that nice shine, but I don't, I'm not adding um, that sort of deep, dark color to it. Um, if I'm doing a brioche, I'll do just an egg yolk because I want that really dark, almost mahogany um, color on there. So it really depends what I'm going for. Um, like I said, if I'm doing an enriched thing, I tend, I really, really like an egg yolk only. And I do tend to just do egg yolk and water, keep it simple. Um, other times I'll do cream, but that doesn't give you uh, the nice color. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my go-to. 
So for this dough in our module that everyone can see yeah. online, we took a photograph of this bread dough shaped into just round rolls. And mm. we did four different washes to give everyone just a visual comparison. And the thing awesome. I, I loved, I love what you just said. And I love to remind everyone that it is absolutely what you want it to be. A lot of yeah. people don't like dark, dark coloring on their crust. <laughs> and they think that that's a... Like it looks burned or it's not the way they want it to look. So opt for something that gives you a lighter golden hue instead of that dark mahogany. But we did do a photograph for everyone to see the comparisons of the different washes on the dough. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, I I like something a little bit darker, but I live in the land of Scandinavian <laughs> baking, which yeah. tends to be on the lighter side. Yeah. And so yeah. when I was teaching, I had um, an assistant who was Scandinavian and she kept taking things out of the <laughs> oven just when they were perfectly done, but a little bit on the blonde side. And I'm like, let it go, let it, you know, let it get some color, it's sexier, it's, it's French. So we were constantly doing the like French versus Scandinavian baking baking feud so it really is just what you want and it's there's no right or wrong it's just how you like it and that's like going back to what you were saying earlier is make this a few times make it yours um create the bread that you want because there's no there's no right loaf of bread it's whatever appeals to you whatever you know makes your heart sing and you know i happily claim being the most dedicated <laughs> francophile in the world but i am gonna have to lean a little scandinavian on this like yeah. i like the blonde lighter uh -huh. colored breads and you know i would be with her pulling that and you'd go no 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 i'd be like oh yeah. it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's well, it. so speaking of things that make us happy, the last time that we talked, you had a number of cakes cooling in your kitchen that were being tested for your upcoming book about cake. Yes. Can we get yes. some more updates or insider yes. tips or progress updates on the cookbook? Well, I sent the manuscript to the publisher on Sunday. So Congrats. Yay. Thank you so much. It's like such a relief. And yeah. I'm so excited. And, you know, the thing about writing a book is that you write it, you send it in and you want it to come out like the next week and you have all of this, you know, editing and production time. So it's really it's a long way off, but it feels so great to have it done. But of course, I go immediately back <laughs> into testing. So yeah. I have um, a banana cream cake. Oh. Uh, sitting in front of me, which I have to say is one of my favorites, and a white cake with mascarpone, milk chocolate mascarpone. Oh my! Uh, I have never heard of that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh good! Oh good! Maybe this will be something new. Awesome. Well, um, so I those are two like those are hitting like major craving buttons for me right now. Banana anything is top of my baking list. <laughs> I'm a sucker. Really, I know. So yeah, so those two, I mean, both of them are just pure comfort, lush, yummy, oh, you know? Yeah. So I yes. think it's very different than the, I think I last time we were talking, I was talking about this, this rum soaked yeah. black yeah. Trinidadian <laughs> black cake. So very different ends of the cake spectrum. Right. Well, and so final question. Uh, 
I know that you've now finished up the cookbook and you'll still be testing some of the cookbook recipes, but what are you baking next that is like just unrelated to even the cookbook, but just something for you and for fun? Oh, well, um, okay, you know kumquats. I went to our um, local co-op and found lime quats. Have you heard of that? No. I hadn't either. So I am candying them. Yum. And... um, We'll see where that takes me (laughs) because I don't know, but I just saw them and I'm like, I've never seen this before. I have to play with them, which is where I get a ton of my inspiration is I go into the co-op or grocery store and I see things I've never played with before and see where that takes me. Yeah, you're reminding me, I've got a Buddhist hand lemon citron in my fridge that I need to candy and... (laughs) Great. Okay. Well, we'll meet on Instagram and see where we come with these things. <laughs> well, even more exciting than that, I am finally planning my trip to Minneapolis to visit you. And we are featuring Zoe and her kitchen in an upcoming issue of Bake from Scratch. So I am finally headed to this amazing mecca of baking in Minneapolis. And I can't wait to hang out with you in your kitchen. This is like a dream. This is something we have been dreaming up for. It feels like decades. I know it's, I know we haven't known each other that long, but this is so highly anticipated. I cannot wait. So cue cue the music. We're going to have your famous dance off. We'll do some boomerangs. Like we've got a lot, we've got a lot ahead of us for this photo shoot and Instagram and everything that's, that's headed our way. I'm ready for you. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching out. I'll have all my moves down. (laughs) Good, good, good. Well, I can't wait. Zoe, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the do-it-all dough and for being a part of our Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill. And again, just being an amazing friend in this lovely baking world that we're so happy to be a part of. It's such a pleasure. What a great group of of bakers. Right? We can't wait to see what you make. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. I'll go play. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Zoe, and have a wonderful day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. So that kicked off our first episode for this Better Baking Academy with Bob's Bob's Red Mill. And uh, this is just the beginning, everyone. If you go and sign up at bakefromscratch.com for this academy, you're going to get a 20% discount code after you sign up. You're going to get all of the tutorial information. We'll have videos. We have this podcast. We have all this stuff for you to gain all the information. And we're not stopping with the do-it-all dough. There's going to be so much more. There's going to be brownies. There's going to be macarons. There's going to be gluten-free cake. Pretty much anything you can fathom and that you're dying to see, you're going to see it. And we're going to take you through it step by step. We've done so many photos to show what it should look like at each step along the way. And and we hope you're building your confidence with us as we bake through this amazing program. As always, we want you to share photos of what you bake. Tell us what you did with the do-it-all dough so that we can see where your creative creative brain took you in the kitchen. Um, but as always, we thank you so much for joining us here on The Crumb. And we can't wait to be back with more episodes in the future. And as always, we wish you happy baking. If you liked our podcast, please rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. To keep up with all of our baking endeavors, follow our editor-in-chief and co-host, Brian, on Instagram at Brian Hart Hoffman. You can follow Bake From Scratch on Instagram at The Bake Feed. For online recipes and fresh baking content, go to our website, bakefromscratch.com, and sign up for our newsletter, Preheat. 
Finally, for in real life baking inspiration, grab our magazine on newsstands or subscribe through our website.